So here's a headline that caught our attention today, and I'm willing to bet it's probably going to catch your attention, too. Former NASA scientist says that they found life on Mars back in the 1970s. That's right. We may have already discovered the essence of life on Mars some 40 years ago, according to Gilbert Levin, who was the principal investigator on a NASA experiment that sent Viking landers to Mars back in 1976. This past Thursday, he published an article in the Scientific American Journal arguing that the experiment's positive results are proof that there is indeed life on the Red Planet. Paul Delaney is our space expert. He's a professor at York University, and he joins us to discuss further here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, Paul, good afternoon. Uh, How surprised were you to read this? Hi there, Jeff. Uh, Well, actually, not too surprised because it's been an ongoing discussion amongst the minority of uh, Martian scientists for the last 40 years. Uh, The Viking missions, that's what we're referencing here, were two really quite sophisticated probes that landed in July and August of 1976. And they had on board three life science experiments. So they were going to basically test the soil in a number of differing ways and search for the the telltale signs indicating life was either present or had been present on the Martian surface. The results are still uh, a source of some considerable debate, and as you've seen from Levin, there the, the results still do have some really ardent followers. But the the big question comes down to chemistry or biology. Okay. And, and the three uh, the, the the three results, when you take them collectively, convince the majority of scientists that what we were looking at was chemistry in the Martian soil, not biology. Now, as you can imagine, if you put a thousand scientists in a room and you give them all of the the information and you say, come to your own conclusions, there's going to be a consensus, but it's likely not to be absolute. It's not going to be complete. And that, I think, is what we've got here. The the labeled release experiment, because that's the one that gave the positive indication uh, on the surface of Mars, was not supported by either follow-up observations with the labeled release or with the other two experiments. And so scientists were left with a series of questions to ask themselves based upon the results that they were getting. Okay. As I say, the consensus was chemistry, not biology. Okay, I got a bunch of questions of myself here, and let's uh, first start okay. with the fact that, uh, so they didn't, you know, see Martians, per se, walking around on the red planet or communicate with any sort of uh, life form. It's just that there's a chemistry that could make life possible. Is, is that what they're saying? That's basically what they're saying. There was nothing wandering around the surface, no, uh, you know, beavers or, you know, or anything else that we could identify. Uh, all we were doing was testing the soil in a number of ways, heating it, adding nutrients, sniffing the resulting atmosphere, and so on. So that was, you know, very crudely, <laughs> the three experiments that were run back in 1976 by two probes, by the way. Okay. There were, there were two landers. So basically that tells us that uh, there is the ability to uh, house, if you will, uh, life, and that's why we're looking at Mars one day as a possible habitable planet? The, certainly the soil conditions are in large measure very hospitable to life. Uh, you, you can. You know, the, the only thing that we're lacking really is a decent atmosphere. So, you know, if you went out and planted stuff in the soil there right now, it'd wither and die because the atmosphere is too thin, and as a consequence of that, the uh, surface environment is very cold. But like the Martian movie from a couple of years ago, if you put it inside that soil inside a habitat, then you actually have a very viable uh, soil to grow material, and it is rich in permafrost. 
across water. So, you know, you've got your, uh, your source of water supply there as well. But what you also have there is something called perchlorate. And herein lies perhaps the biggest snag to the 1976 results. Perchlorate is something that exists here on Earth. Uh, it's chlorine and oxygen. Uh, it's really helpful as far as life is concerned on this planet. It's not so good for you and me, but we didn't detect it back in the 1970s. We did detect it in 2008 with the Phoenix probe. We have detected it since with Opportunity, Spirit, and the Curiosity rovers. It's an incredibly reactive chemical. And in fact, when you now use that modern insight into the 1976 results from Viking, it makes the results that we got, even from the labeled release experiment, far more understandable, but on the side of chemistry, not biology. All right. Having said all of that, uh, why is this seemingly, oh no, it's fabulous explanation. Really appreciate it. Uh, but why is it that this has seemingly been kept under wraps uh, for so long and that uh, Levin's uh, paper, as I mentioned, published last Thursday in the Scientific American Journal is making so much news? I don't know the latter statement, but the former is, is wrong. It's been in the uh, journals every year for the last 40 years. I teach it in my class about the results from Viking, including the controversy. Just as there is controversy over the uh, the Martian meteorite that we found here on Earth, ALH 84001, and its possibilities with respect to life. There is lots of controversy that is in the, the media, not, the, not your media, but in my media, uh, scientific papers every single year over these results. So it, it's, it's not quiet. For those of us who are following Mars insights, uh, you know, it, it's been there and we've known about it for decades. So this is not something that NASA's tried to suppress or uh, keep under wraps back in 1976, because I was kind of wondering uh, during that time uh, whether or not that they really wanted to let that. Well, we didn't have maybe as sophisticated an understanding of outer space uh, as we do uh, today, uh, whether or not they really wanted to uh, let this out and uh, what sort of effect that might have uh, no. on planet Earth. The, the labeled release positive response that uh, the Viking landers one and two both received, uh, both uh, exhibited in the late 1976 and early 1977 were released immediately to the news media and it created a little bit of a stir back then. But as I said, there were three experiments that were run on two different landers. And when you took them in their summation, not just individually, you've got to have a reasonable explanation to account for all of the results. Uh, you know, I don't know why it's causing the, the degree of excitement that it is today. Levin has, has maintained his stance with respect to uh, life on Mars for the 40 years. And he has other people out there who believe it as well. I'm not a biologist or a chemist. I'm an astronomer, so I can't really weigh in on the technicalities of it. But I can tell you that the consensus in the community is chemistry, not biology. And yeah. that, that, that's not been new news for 40 years. All right, Paul, just uh, finally, as somebody who studies this, uh, watches this very closely, is Mars the most exciting thing uh, on your radar right now? In our solar system, the answer is probably yes, simply because the environment is so conducive to life, either past or present. But, you know, there's lots of other places. I mean, we've got another interstellar comet that is wandering into our solar system. So we're being visited by, you know, external objects now, uh, and, and we're able to study that with, with great vigor. You only have to look over to Saturn and, uh, you know, Enceladus, you know, the moon that's sprouting water. There's lots of things happening in our own solar system that are really in getting people's excitement levels high. And I imagine those excitement levels will continue to grow in the uh, years to come as we learn more and more about the Red Planet. Paul, Absolutely. thanks as always. Appreciate the time.
Take care, Jeff. All right. Talk soon. Paul Delaney is our space expert. He's a professor at York University.